Hey, welcome to Creative Reset, the podcast that explores... Oh, wait, hold on. Welcome to Creative Reset, the podcast that looks at the creative journey to help us understand our obstacles and how to go over, under, around, or right through them. This is how we reset our creative selves. A quick note before we start, if you enjoy listening to the wonderfully creative people that we have on the show, please subscribe and tell a couple of people about the show so they can listen to the amazing Aaron. I should I, I should have asked you your, your name. How do you pronounce your last name first? <laughs> It's new I mean, power. Me, I was gonna say I was gonna uh, I was gonna give it a shot. I can't even say it because I know I'm just gonna say it the way it's supposed to be said. But now power is a weird one that I get sometimes. <laughs> now power is kind of nice. Yeah, it's it's a funky last name. <laughs> but it's but it's so Aaron New Power. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm talking with Aaron, an acting student. Uh, you're getting an MFA in acting, correct? Yes. And you're at the Savannah College of Art and Design. Yes. In, in hot, hot Savannah. Hot Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) So how are classes going? They are great. I, I was a class of 2020. And so I started my MFA online. So taking acting classes over Zoom is about as strange as you would think it would be. I have yet to do a scene in person with any of my classmates that I've gotten super close to. But it's interesting because it really makes you appreciate the energy that your partner's giving off as well as doing it over zoom you kind of go back to the basics and they are giving us a really great base to restart with and build back up with so i think once we get back to being a person in the fall i i already feel that i have gotten to be a better artist and performer and i i can't wait to be able to work in person <laughs> wow so you've been on zoom this entire time Oh yeah, I had a makeshift uh, little classroom in my basement <laughs> and a little theater <laughs> next to me. So in the winter, I would just be in class and like freezing. <laughs> it was it was a time. <laughs> but okay, so you were. This is kind of interesting. How does doing acting on Zoom help you in ways that maybe acting in person doesn't? I mean, are you learning something about how you go about your craft from Zoom in a way that you wouldn't? I think so. Yeah, actually, I, you know, because we don't have necessarily a lot of blocking to do, we're stuck in these little boxes over Zoom, you really take a step back and you look at the character. I mean, it's kind of almost backwards. Um, Usually you get on your feet first, and you kind of just go back and forth with your partner and find your rhythm and then you go in and but this has really forced me to do all of the academic work first and we are learning a lot of Meisner and a lot of Udahagen and that is a lot of memorizing and then putting it away and then okay. just forgetting it all so when you're in the moment you know those lines are in your body but you won't know what happens next and they always say uh the proof of a really great scene is when the actor doesn't even remember what happened because they're so in the moment as a different person that the words just kind of tumble out and it's just so fascinating because over zoom that happened to us and i didn't think that we would be able to achieve 
these things over the computer so quickly, but it was almost great to be able to go back to like the base of Meisner and do repetition and be able to start with that because that was what I needed and what I was looking for. And I look at acting in a completely new light now. I, I love it 10 times more than I did before. And it's just crazy that that's coming from being over Zoom. It, it really, if, if you put in the work and you are serious about it, it will happen. It, there was many times that I had Zoom fatigue. I was exhausted. I, I was frustrated because I, I wanted to be in person with my, my partner and I, and I wanted to work with them, but you know, you physically can't. So you have to find other ways to make the scene, you know, special in its own way. We, we did a scene where I had to get on the back of a micro motorcycle with my partner. So we basically mimicked it and we made it in a way that it worked for Zoom and you're just finding new creative ways to make the scene work. So it's a lot of different things that you wouldn't have thought that are coming out of it. Yeah. So, you're, so your area is theater, not film, right? So I was a film undergrad and then now I'm performing arts for theater and film, but I personally love film acting. That's kind of what I want to pursue. And our program is a little bit more heavily based on that. It's not super classically trained. We have a lot of TV classes and comedy and commercial and marketing. And it's very business oriented, which I think is really important in the area of technology now. And then especially, we're actually the only college in the country that has a casting agency directly on campus. So they sent us casting listings pretty much every day that SCAD students see first before anyone else. Very nice. But you're already, but you said you're already doing Uta Hagen and, and Meisner and yes. that sort of really traditional kind of. It's, uh, it's definitely both. We focus a lot on Meisner and Uta Hagen versus others, but class wise, we have a lot of on camera, on TV. The musical theater department is just really starting to pull up now. They're having a musical next year that we're waiting to hear what's what it is, but so that's slowly coming up as well. So I'm do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite method? I think Meisner. You like okay, good. Yeah, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> good question. You know, I, I don't know. I you know, it's I sort of have a, a mix of things, I kind of throw right. a mix of things together. And I, you know, I go real simple. I, I have a, a practical handbook for the actor is what I kind of go back to and just right. think about, you know, you know, what the hell am I doing? What is my essential action for the, the scene? And then, you know, and then I'll do an as if sometimes to try to, you know, if I'm, yeah. if I'm lost, I'll do an as right. if, but mostly just trying to figure out what, you know, what do I want, you oh, know, from absolutely. my scene partner? Yeah. yeah. It's the main, the main question. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you turning the questions around at me. I, I feel weird just being the only one talking. I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants nobody wants to hear from me. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> so, in a lot of ways, you're you're just starting your your journey. So let's project into the future and and talk about the, your goals for your career. Where do you want to go? Ooh, I would absolutely love to be in TV and film. I I love living in the city. I'm just, I'm a city person. I love how, I love the environment being on set. There's just nothing like it. And I love how less is more in film and you really have to internalize your emotions and really feel these things. And you know, the eyes for me are so important in acting and the camera just picks that up beautifully is what you're, you, your eyes won't lie in the camera. 
they just won't. Right. Um, and you, you can't trick an audience to do that. So, I mean, hopefully in the future, I would absolutely love to be an actor and I know how difficult that is. So I would love to continue to do production and write short films and help out really anything. As long as I can be in the entertainment industry, I'm happy. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Zach Braff, who starred in Scrubs and is in a new, he's got a, he's doing Cheaper by the Dozen now. He's filming Cheaper by the Dozen oh with Gabriella Union. So that should be interesting. That's but awesome. what, but one of the things he, he's talked about was that he was going to, he was going to be involved in film one way or another. Right. And if that meant being a PA assisting, you know, every time somebody needed something kind of jumping in and doing that sort of thing, just being involved as much as possible was, was kind of key to really getting in there and understanding both sides of the camera and, and, you know, what a director wants and oh, what you should provide as an actor. Yeah, it is so helpful. And, and I, I have just noticed a big change in not only myself as an artist, just but like as a person going through Having a film minor or a film major in my undergrad, I don't know, just being on set, you know, you're just this one unit and you're working long days and you have to continue to be professional even though you're exhausted and on your feet, but it's just such a special place and you learn so much about what directors want, what looks great on, what makes a short film memorable or the film or a show and that can only help you as an artist and as a person, just continuing to learn and even just working in casting or I think as long as you're in the area of entertainment, you cannot go wrong. You're always going to get better and you're always going to learn something that's going to help you in your chosen field. Yeah. And I think if you're on the other side, if you're in the, you know, doing the casting, yeah. you start to see what you might look for and what you would provide a casting director later exactly. you know, when you're, when you're on the other side. But I kind of want to go back to your goals and push you a little bit on on this okay. because you, they were they're kind of nebulous. And I'm wondering right. if you have like a secret goal that you want to. I mean, ever since I was little, I wanted to just go to the Oscars once, no matter no matter what what that may look like, whether I was acting or doing something else. And I know that sounds superficial, and it's more of I think now that I'm in the industry, it's not so much the Oscars. It's more of just, I want to be a part of something beautiful that reaches a lot of people. I definitely want to work my way up to a project that's memorable. And I know that that will take years and doing side jobs. And I mean, my dream would be to be a supporting or a lead in a film. I think that's every actor's dream, but I just want to be a part of something that's, that's going to reach a lot of people, especially with what everything that happened this past year. All I did was for comfort was watch movies. That's basically how I've coped with everything in my life, how I've coped this past year. And I, and I know a lot of shows and everything helped a lot of people, you know, while they were staying inside. And I think this industry is only going to continue to boom. And I, I want to be a part of that in some way, whether it be Netflix or, you know, hoping the movie theaters open back up because going to the movies is so special and I don't want that to go away. <laughs> I don't think it will. And I think I think we learned how important creativity and and film and entertainment were during these yeah. these past few years and or this past year. It feels like years. Right. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in this past, you know, in this past year, we've really liked the way entertainers, actors, uh, musicians have really 
expanded how they are in touch with their with their audiences. It's been you know it's been kind of it's been kind of it's been really interesting to see the creativity actually. You know, yeah. you, your industry is shut down and there's nothing right. you can do. And there are people who are like, well, you know what? No, I refuse to shut down. I'm yeah. going to do it this way. Right. And now we're just going to, we're stuck in our houses, but we're still going to do something creative. Yeah. And that is just so amazing that you just, despite everything going on, creators aren't stopping because it's what keeps them going. Absolutely. So how are you, how do you intend to reach these these lofty goals that you have. Is there something, do you list things? Do you keep, you're in school now. Right. So what are you doing in school to achieve your goals? Right. So being in Savannah, being so close to Atlanta, I think once I really have my training down, the next thing is making connections, getting signed to an agency, just slowly making connections and working with people that have my best intentions at heart. I would just I would love to be part of the project in the future. And if not, I, I will write my own because that's what our professors are itching for us to do. There's nothing going on right now. So if you want to add to your reel, if you want to work, write it. And then you guys can go and film it. And that's what my classmates and I are doing. My one classmate made a whole production company in the middle of a pandemic. And we're writing together. And I just think it's so important to continue doing that and then make connections and hopefully get signed and then just go from there. I, I, this year has taught me, I've always been a planner for my future. I've been really hard on myself and I'm always like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this grade, whatever. And this past year has taught me that I can't plan anything. I can just do my best and then hopefully it comes to fruition. And I'm hoping that my next goal is to hopefully be signed eventually. And after that, <laughs> I don't know, as long as I can work with good people and do something in this industry, I will be so happy. I'm not picky at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good that you, and you're, you mentioned uh, you're just doing your own projects, you know, as an actor, yeah. you want to, you want to act. All right, fine. You right. can go write your script and go act. And I think you're kind of born at a lucky time. You're coming out sort of at a lucky time in that, you can do that. Right. Whereas once upon a time, you'd have to actually shoot on film. And that was, you know, super expensive. And now you can, you can do it pretty, you know, pretty cheaply now. So there, you, you've got a lot more options for, for creating content. Absolutely. I, I'm almost like, Aaron, there's no excuse. You, you got to do it. <laughs> it's right there in front of you. You can't, this is the time to be creative. And they always say um, in our classes, this is the time to make mistakes and to play and to figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you want to work on. And that's what we're doing. I, I'm having a great time and I'm learning about writing too. I'm not even taking a writing class, but my classmates are, and we're all sharing our information. And Yeah. And actors are, it's nice to write with an actor because an actor will read, you know, you'll read the lines out loud. You'll go back and forth with the lines. Yeah. And when you're, when you're doing them out loud, you get ideas on what directions to go and in what to change and all that sort of thing. So I think getting the, the actors involved in the writing is, is really, is really nice. It's important. It feels great. It feels like I have this little family, even though I haven't, we've been inside our houses for the past year. It's nice to be able to still have like that human connection and to try to make something that can we filmed once this, once this is all over. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So let's go back in okay. time awesome. and talk about your earliest memories of wanting to be an actor and 
maybe oh the goofy gosh. things you did as a, as a kid, if you remember. Oh, embarrassing. Oh God. Well, I, so there's this, this theater in Allentown, the Civic Theater of Allentown. And that was my first introduction to theater. You had to take classes, uh, a dance class and a acting class to be able to audition for the spring musical. And I fell in love with it. My first, <laughs> my first show was High School Musical. How old were you when you, when you I did High School Musical? Ten. Uh, I was 10 years old <laughs> and I, I mean, I wanted to do it earlier, but I was just so young. And so I was 10 years old when I started and from there just skyrocketed. It's all I wanted to do. My second show was Willy Wonka and I had to paint my eyebrows white <laughs> because I was an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I had to put this green cap on my head to make me look like one of the Oompa Loompas and it was... The pictures are horrific. They're hilarious, but and we actually rewatched it over quarantine. And I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> it just came full circle. But then since then, I started taking voice lessons at 13. And then I continued in high school. I was in the spring musicals there. And then I did theater in undergrad where I met my professor who was a professor at NYU and she coached me and then helped me with the auditions for my MFA. And I took classes, private lessons with these and my instructors. And that's kind of from all the way just being on stage as a high school musical kid to now. <laughs> I think um, just sticking with it and doing both private as well as a group setting. I think it's really important to be able to have both those areas of learning. And yeah, there's yeah, I think not being an actor. Yeah, I think being an actor is is you have to love learning because you can never really stop with mm -hmm. the training. There's always People. something new to learn. Yeah. I, I've never been into yoga ever. And then now this, this program is like, you gotta do yoga every morning <laughs> to, to like open up your body. And I love it now. I'm so into it. It's so weird. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I want to I want to uh, talk about high school was high school musical. Yeah. For just a second. <laughs> okay. When you do you remember when you came out on stage for the very first time in front of other people? What was that like? I wanted to throw up. <laughs> and I also remember knowing in that moment that there was nothing else like it and I had caught the acting bug and it was never going away. <laughs> It, I, I loved it so much. I was just looking for, I remember crying when it was over. I was so sad. I was like, I wish I could do this every day. You still, then, do you still want to throw up every time you come on stage? I mean, don't you? <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> A little. <laughs> I think that's good though. If you don't have nerves, that means you don't care. That's true. <laughs> So you were you were you were talking a little bit about high school. Did you that you did you did shows in high school? Did you have a particular teacher or anything like that that really was really helpful for your? Yes, I actually a costume director. She wasn't an acting teacher, but she was someone who was there for the kids whenever they needed someone to talk to. And she's such a beautiful human being, and she just gave me all the courage in the world to try to pursue this. And, you know, our program was, it didn't have, you know, a lot of, we were a small Catholic school. It wasn't a huge program, but we had all these volunteers and a bunch of kids were so passionate about it. We just went out and we did the best that we could. And then some of the shows ended up getting nominated, which is wonderful because you could just see the passion from the kids. It doesn't always have to be the most expensive costumes or set, you know, as long as the high school students are working hard and having a great time, you're gonna have a great time watching it. 
And we had so much fun. We did Annie Get Your Gun, Bye Bye Birdie, Cinderella. I mean, they're great shows. They were so much fun to be in. <laughs> How do your parents feel about you going this direction? Oh, gosh. Well, my dad wanted me to be a basketball player, and I am a tiny 5'3", so <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. It's funny because that's why I didn't major in theater in my undergrad. They wanted me to really be sure of it, which I, I really appreciate now, and I'm actually really happy I went the production route to have all of the knowledge that I do. But it wasn't until my dad saw me in a Shakespeare show in my undergrad where he actually said to me afterwards, he was like, okay, I, I see it now. I, I think this is what you should do. And you just look so happy. And I think that's all he could ask for. And then I said, okay, if, if I get into a program, I, I think I'm gonna go for it. And that's what happened. I. It's also funny because I wasn't even supposed to be in my MFA this year. I was supposed to start next year. I was actually supposed to be in Disney working. I was, I was waiting to hear if I was gonna be a performer in Disney. And then COVID shut everything down. Oh, off. right. So yeah. Pushed, uh, so, my school up. <laughs> well, I mean, you you had said you you know you had said you can't really make plans because you, or one of the things you learned is you can't make plans. But I think, <laughs> but I think what you just proved is like you can have plans, and if those plans get sidetracked, you've got the ability to very quickly pivot and come up with a new set of plans. I mean, it's not like you sat on your ass for a year and did nothing. <laughs> You're like, you know what? I'm doing this now. Yeah, I think you have to in this industry because it's always changing. I mean, who knew Netflix was going to blow up the way it did? And now this is the main way to watch movies. I mean, things are always changing and you got to roll. You got to roll with it. <laughs> do you have any do you have any internal doubts about your your future? Oh, every day. I'm an actor. <laughs> every day. What does that mean? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. Again, if I didn't care, I wouldn't be scared, you know, but I would much rather be an actor living paycheck to paycheck than having a steady job that I'm not in love with. And I had to make that decision for myself and I definitely made it. And, you know, in the future, I would, you know, down the road, I would absolutely love teaching at a college like you, like being an acting professor and, and like happy and, but I, I owe it to myself to try, you know, so I'm just gonna give it my all and just try to do what I can do and be the best person I can be and see well, that's, what I can. <laughs> that's nice. I, I like the way you I like the way you sort of overcome those those internal those internal doubts. And yes, I mean we all have them, right? Yeah. It's just a matter <laughs> yeah. of how you deal with them. And uh, oh, it sounds yeah. like you it sounds like you've got some strategies to you know to overcome some of that stuff. Yeah. There's only there's only so much you can do besides, you know, working on your craft and yourself. And then, you know, if it's Casting is so, so intricate. I mean, you could be the perfect person for the part, but if you're not tall enough or that you don't look the part or, you know, they don't, you're perfect, but you don't vibe with the other partner that they have, you know, it's, there's so many things that go into it. I'm definitely afraid of hearing all those no's that I know I'm going to get, but you have to realize as long as you're continuing to better yourself, that's all you can do. And those no's can't be personal. What's it like walking into an audition? Oh, the vomit comes back, the, the, the nausea. Let's see, the best advice I ever got was you should go into an audition feeling excited to play this part because you may never get to play it again. So especially in regards to like a musical theater audition, if it's a role that, you know, this is your one chance to play it, give it your all and have fun with it because you may never be able to do this again. 
and you should enjoy it. You shouldn't look at it like end all be all or something personal. You should just go in and do what you do best. And if they think you're a right fit for them, and if you vibe with them, absolutely, then great. If not, that's okay. It's okay because you just you just did a little mini performance. Exactly. You and played then, that role. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that. That's <laughs> nice. And 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 you know, really, a, a good portion of your job is going to be auditioning. You'll be auditioning more than you'll actually be performing. Oh yeah. So you you have to get used to it. <laughs> Whether or not you like it, you you have to go in there. And you know, there's there's so many stories that our professors are telling us saying that. You know, people don't get the part then, but then they call you back weeks later and say, actually, we thought of you for this. You know, as long as you make those connections, those human connections, like this, this industry is all about human connections and being around people. And, and I love, I love that. I, I miss people. <laughs> COVID, I'm, a, I'm a big extrovert and COVID was like the worst because I just love <laughs> talking. Oh, no. So... Yeah. And I think those connections, I think you're right. Those connections are important. And when you make a connection and when you work with somebody, finally showing that person or showing those group, that group of people that you're working with, that you're good to work with, you're fun to work with, you work hard, you do your job will help you in the future as well. Oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> you always, always just be respectful and have a smile when you walk in the room because other, I mean, I wouldn't want to work with someone that walks in and is rude or doesn't seem like a nice person to work with. I mean, this job is hard enough. Why make it harder on yourself? Just be, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I, and, and, you know, and especially early on pitching in and, and doing whatever's needed to, to yeah. make sure the production works well and runs smoothly. No part is small in regards to any show or any project. It's, it's not, I mean, some, to be, to be honest, one of my favorite parts, I was like a porter, you know, and I oh had no God. lines, you know, oh it was in, oh, the seagull. And oh uh, my gosh, all, <laughs> all I did, all I did was carry in bags or something like that. And, and, and that was it. And I, I, I really enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun with it and I That's had a whole awesome. thing going on. Yeah. I had the entire time. Absolutely. And there's no pressure. You're just like, as long as I got these bags, like. <laughs> I know I can't mess up my lines. Right, exactly. I did miss a cue though. Yeah. Did miss an entrance once. I think it was that show. Yeah. So we talked about your uh, a little bit about your methodology, how you how you go about. Do you have a particular? Do you have people that you look to professionally, working actors who you're like, I want to be like that, or I want to be able to do what they do. There's so many. Oh gosh. There's a few. There's someone that comes to mind. I, I also just think just because I, I saw a photo of him the other day, Stanley Tucci, phenomenal. He's, I feel like he's so overlooked, but he is so natural and his timing is just perfect. And he throws himself into his roles. I mean, God, I love him. And then, I mean, Meryl Streep's just an obvious answer. I idolized <laughs> her since I was little, and I feel like that's everyone's answer just because she's just iconic. Oh, and Amy Adams. Amy Adams is probably the actress that I look up to most. She can do it all. I just did a monologue from her movie, Junebug, because I just, oh, God, she's so good. <laughs> what does she do uh, that you want to emulate? She loses herself in the role she completely transforms you know it's so effortless between you know if she does an accent the way she walks differently i mean and it's so so natural and you can tell she works so hard at each 
part, you know, and, you know, you see a lot of people that act and they kind of act the same way in each one, but she can just be all these different people. I mean, I want to learn how to do that. I want to have her work ethic and she didn't even, she went to LA and the casting director said, you know what, I have a feeling about you. I'm going to take a chance on you. And that's how she got her start just by someone's gut feeling. I mean, that is insane to me. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way it normally goes. It does, it's not, but... <laughs> People are discovered rather quickly in, yeah. in Hollywood after working, you know, 10, 20 years at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, casual. Then, then they're discovered. <laughs> right, of course, after 20 years. That's nice. Do you, do you prefer comedy? Do you, how do you, or are you more of a dramatic actor? I don't know. Um... I, I, I like both. I seem to have, I've been given a lot more dramatic roles in regards to being here. A lot of the roles I had in musical theater had a lot of comedy in it, but for the most part, I've done more drama and I think that's what I prefer actually. I mean, I, I you know, crying all the time in your scenes is, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I find it, you know, it's, if it's a drama, there's going to be some really important topics and it's, really important that you honor that work and be respectful of it. And the June bug monologue that I just did was about her losing a, a baby. It was a stillborn and it was really difficult <laughs> and something that I, that I don't know personally, but I could only imagine her pain. And I, I tried to do it justice and for all the people that have suffered through that and just being able to do that monologue and yeah, I, <laughs> it was definitely a wild, wild ride. <laughs> Can you run us through your process approaching yeah. that monologue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you always have to warm up first. And my favorite thing to do for that is a spinal roll up that resets the breath and kind of opens you up to your emotions. And in regards to that monologue, I, I didn't watch her performance until after I finished and after I did the monologue because I didn't want to copy her. I wanted to bring my own piece to it and I went through and I, I I made all the beats so every beat change and every line I substituted something emotionally for it that I could relate to and then before the performance I took about an hour to get in that headspace and to do some emotional preparation which is it can it can be a, a lot but you have to kind of go through in your brain something that will trigger an emotional response something that hasn't happened to you so you're not you know personally affected but you take someone or something that you love and you put it in a situation in your brain and you and you go through it step by step so if there's something happening or you you imagine yourself walking through the door and taking that right turn into the for example, like a hospital, and you take and you do vividly every single step that you would do, and that kind of slows your body, slows your brain down, and it gets you into this emotional state. So I did that for an hour before, and I didn't know how it was gonna go, and I ended up like bawling my eyes out, because as I was saying these words, I was like coming to the realization that this person lost what they had nursed for nine months. It was. I've never gotten to a place like that in my in my acting and that was and I, I was happy because I really wanted to do it justice. Do you find that it takes an emotional toll on you to do that kind of work? I will say after it I was tired. <laughs> I was a little exhausted, but I would do it all over again in a heartbeat because it 
it's important and I, I, I love acting and I think yes it can take an emotional toll on you but that's important to not use emotional memories but instead do a substitution because using memories from your past that can that can trigger you or something that can happen that can that can really hurt you as an actor and it can really turn you off to and hurt you as a person and hurt you as a person i mean you're reliving trauma and no one wants to do that (laughs) no 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 so how quickly how quickly afterward you know can you just like pop out and go hey let's go get a beer now (laughs) i don't know uh an hour or two i was just kind of like okay i'm just gonna sit back now (laughs) take a breather but then we did critiques and everything and i got notes and and then i was like okay i i'm gonna rest and digest that's my favorite thing that i've learned so far is i i need that personally to rest and digest for a bit and then i think going back if i were to do it again i would take everything that i learned and it would hopefully come out something completely new because if you're doing it right in the Meisner way, it's going to be different every time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to I was going to ask about that. I was going to ask, would you you said you'd do it all again, but would you follow the exact same path to get to where you were? I think I would, but I also think, you know, every time you're going to do it is going to be different. And then, you know, if I do it with the person next to me the next time because it was over Zoom, who knows how that will turn out. I did it twice once without someone to look out and talk to because the monologue is speaking to her brother-in-law and then I did it again with a partner and it was so different the first time I was so emotional I was crying and it was like no one was there I was kind of alone and then the second time I started laughing in it because I wanted didn't want to show that emotion to my brother-in-law in the scene and it was interesting to know how humans put their defenses up in regards to something traumatic happening and someone in the room. I mean, she has all the reason in the world to be a mess and somehow I ended up laughing in it. (laughs) (laughs) I was crying laughing. It was a whole mess. (laughs) (laughs) What were some of your notes? Did did they like the performances? Yeah, I, I was really, really thankful for everything that they had to say. It was definitely a turning point for me for that um, semester. And they had said that, that it was really hard to watch, but I think that was a good thing. And that's what they had said. And they did say it was different both times and they didn't know which one they would prefer. And to see if you would do it again, it would be interesting to see which one eventually that they would turn towards because both were different yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i met you the set of sanitize this yes it was so much fun (laughs) you were a bloody mess (laughs) (laughs) oh you were there for the blood okay yeah don't spoil it no spoilers (laughs) (laughs) it's out it's winning a bunch of things (laughs) congratulations by the way it's doing phenomenally it is doing really well i'm I'm very excited so good you guys were awesome in it so what did you, what was your job on that on that film? I I was a PA, so I was there to uh, catch the tennis balls and <laughs> help pour uh, blood all over you and spot the camera and do all the little things that are you know and mic and unmic us, glamorous, but <laughs> still need it. <laughs> did you work in post at all on that? I didn't work on post 
for Sanitize This. I did uh, the director, or not the director, the DP, Stefan Fulton. I work with him in regards to a lot of his projects. So I did a lot of posts with him over the summer. It's kind of like a side gig. We worked together at PBS. Kathy's daughter, Jackie, who is one of my closest friends. I've also done posts for the two films that I got to direct. I am not a fan of post. I would rather not do it. But it's important to know. <laughs> it is, it is. So so tell us about some of these other projects that you worked on. Yeah, so my, my first project was called The Man. And it was about a man who was completely engulfed in his work and didn't really, was kind of neglecting his family and his life. And I had been working a lot with dialogue and writing a lot of dialogue. And, you know, and I wanted a project that would push me to be, to have a lot of editing. It was kind of a funky experimental piece as well as barely any dialogue. He had one line and I was able to create a 14 minute piece out of that because I more just wanted to challenge myself because I feel like I needed to get better in those because I, I wasn't where I should have been. And then my second one was called Crash and that was filmed last November, right before the pandemic hit. It was on a beach which is super scary for cameras because one grade of sand could ruin that lens. So we had to be super careful. That was so much fun because it was like kind of the last time I was able to do a project before anything, everything happened. What did you learn about being in front of the camera from being behind the camera? Oh, wow. Being behind the camera. I will say when I was behind the camera, as much as I loved it, I longed to be in front of it, which is kind of how I knew I still wanted to be an actor, but I definitely, it just makes you appreciate this art so much and all the work that goes into it from pre-production to rewrites and rewrites and then post-production and my sound was bogged out in one of the films and it took forever <laughs> to fix and mask and, and being able to communicate with actors and what helps them with their performance versus what's not helping them and making sure you're not, you know, going over time and I, I tried my best to get the actors out early. I, I know how long film days can be, so I, I definitely learned how to um, budget my time. And being able to run a whole set when it's your film, my undergrad, we had to all have a film and then be a production on everyone else's in the class. So I was assistant director for a lot of them, and then I ended up directing my own piece. And it's great to know how to run a set because you're responsible for all these different people making sure they're on on time and off book and everything looks good and you have to look all the way down to their makeup and their hair and it's so much to juggle in your mind that it really just teaches you a lot about appreciating how much work goes into it and how amazing people are on set they're amazing i mean they're like jugglers <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot of logistics in terms of if you want to learn anything about logistics, go work on a film set because there are a <laughs> lot of moving pieces. For 12 hours, yeah. 12 plus hours. Yeah, they are long days. Yep, yep, yep. Very long days. <laughs> At least one of the points of this podcast is to explore your journey and hopefully people will find points of commonality and learn from learn from your journey. And I usually ask people, you know, what advice would you give someone interested in pursuing your career, whether, you know, acting in your case, but I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask it a little differently. Okay. What advice would you give to yourself <laughs> in terms of your acting career? I think I, for the longest time, 
didn't know if I could do it, didn't know if I could make a career out of it, you know, but I think you cannot be afraid to try and go for it because you will regret it so many years down the road. And, and I think it's really important to do your research and know what you're getting into because acting is a lot of work, a lot of internal work and a lot of reading and analyzing plays and there's a lot that goes into it to be a better artist and i would just say be curious and continue to be curious i think i was such a perfectionist i was so afraid to get messy and make mistakes and i wanted everything to be perfect but when you're learning acting you have to make mistakes so i think i would just <laughs> realize that it's okay to be make make those mistakes. That's how you learn and how you get better. And people aren't perfect. People are messy. Your characters are going to be messy. So why, why wouldn't you be? I like that. I like that. And more than not being afraid to make mistakes, but embracing the mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've made plenty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, all we, <laughs> we all have, and even on set, I mean, sometimes the most interesting things come out of, out of making a mistake or doing something that's just completely out of the out of the ordinary and and the director likes it for whatever right, reason exactly. right and the director can always go no <laughs> let's, yeah, let's shoot this again this uh, another way <laughs> right right yeah. so i think that's good i like that i like that embrace the mistakes yeah all right that's <laughs> i think we did it awesome i had so much fun thank you, you so much for having me <laughs> Well, thank you again, and I will hopefully see you soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right.